The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they're fun. They're funny. I like them. Captain Chris likes them. Most people like them. If you don't like them, why? Why not? Also, the review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. I'm not even sure you have to look at the news every day anymore to figure out uh, the countdown is on. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance too much versus doing, being doers, and people that build things upon rocks versus sand. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I don't know. What do you think? Also, a Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavily talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. Anything else I say after that shouldn't even matter. We just, we don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. We don't care. For the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So we're asking questions about Living life as a Christian, going through the process where you're doing good, your insurance is covering many things that you're supposed to, it's supposed to take care of, then you go to physical therapy, I don't know who this happened to today, and then they tell you your insurance has run out on physical therapy. <laughs> and then you sit there and you say, I could get mad, but on the other hand, bah, I didn't want to go anyway. So, uh, so see, sometimes things just work out a certain way. Anyhow, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want you to be able to share with us, okay? You're welcome to do it. Uh, I would not say it's a safe space. <laughs> I wouldn't say this is safe anything. But it's a fun space, I would say that. Here's uh, the way to get in touch with us. Uh, if you have a question, if you have a prayer request or a praise report, you're welcome to reach out to us as well. 972-445-0770 would be the number that you would call. Now, you notice I said that because this is the number that you would call. This would be a phone call, something that you would actually call. 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will get a chance to talk to Captain Chris and then you will be Now, the other thing you get to do is you can text. It's fun to text because, one, nobody has to know what's going on when you text me. 
Two, if it's a nasty text, we're not going to get you're not going to get another one, and you're only going to get one. Three, it's a simple number: two one four two one zero eight four eight three. That's two one four two one zero eight four eight three. And four, it's kind of an interaction with us during the show, and it's kind of fun. You can also email us David at he must increase dot org. That's David at he must increase dot org. Just David, nothing else. David D A V I D. David at he must increase. Org, which leads us to the website, and we want you to check out the website. couple of reasons. There's a new schedule up there for our show for tomorrow and for Monday. Hint, hint, hint. For tomorrow and for Monday, you'll see. you got to go to the website, check that out. Also, there's the app, Spoonanity, plus there's video and audio to encourage you, plus there's other goofy things up there, just fun stuff and silly stuff and not silly stuff, all of it. Check out, oh, oh yeah, and a place to give. Check out hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase dot org, he must increase dot org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook. He must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right. Now, the only thing I'm going to ask everybody as we go into the new year is that you make a commitment one time between now and Monday to pray for people in the audience. You don't have to pray brilliantly. You don't have to pray for five hours. Who would pray for five hours? (laughs) Like on that. Oh, Lord. For every radio signal, signal one, signal two. Okay, let's not do that. But you can pray. You can mention people. You could uh, just lift up the show. Just make a commitment between now and then just to pray for people. You can mention it. Like I said, keep it simple. Keep it sweet. But pray for one another. That's what the Scripture calls us to do, to encourage one another, to bless one another, to love one another. Keep in mind that when you're praying for other people, that in turn creates a sowing and reaping process, and that means that people will be praying for you. So that's a good way to think of it. All right, this uh, we're going to do our show a little bit differently. We're not doing our read and ramble. You want to do the read and ramble song? Well, I'm rambling, 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 uh, do a couple other ones, and then we have, a, uh, I think, a pretty challenging but fun uh, uh, exposition on certain scriptures that we'll get into in the second section of this. I don't even know what we call that. What do we call that? Like the first 30 minutes and then the six, next 60 minutes? What do you call that? What is that, like the other part of the show? It's the first half and the second half. Okay. Except for one's 30 and one's 60. And don't worry about that. Okay. Just leave it there. All right. Uh, it's really good for us to see and to understand that previous believers and previous people in the kingdom of God, all of us, uh, everybody through Genesis to Revelation, have had moments of good. Yes, we have. And then we've had moments that uh, were really good. And then we had had moments of bad. And then we've had moments of really, really bad. I want to give props to Dr. Robert Jeffress, who uh, does a wonderful teaching on the presentation of the good news, but always says prior to the good news presentation, it assumes that it is responding to bad news. (laughs) So in other words, the good news is in response to something that's not good, and that's an important part to keep in mind. Let's see how this applies to us in Scripture. Oh, joy, here we go. 
uh, just like the believers of old, a pattern that is often involved that is not good is, watch this, complaining, whining, or anything else regarding how God creates provisions for his people. How God creates provision, providing for you. All right. There's often a complaining process that's connected. Even though God proves his love by providing for us and by providing for his people all throughout Scripture, there's often a complaint of how it goes about. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Exodus chapter 17, verse 3 through 7. But the people were thirsty for water there, and they grumbled against Moses. They said, why did you bring us out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? When Moses cried out to the Lord, what am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered Moses, walk on ahead of the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. I will stand there before you by the rock of Horeb. Strike the rock, the water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders, and he called the place Massa and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled, and because they tested the Lord, saying, is the Lord among us or not? What I want to talk to you about is the reality that God knows when you need water. God knows when you need food. God knows when you need clothing. God knows what you need and when you need it. What I also want to talk to you about is that many people of God who have followed God have seen the provisions of God, and then after they see the provisions of God, what happens? They get to a certain point and they go, well, we're thirsty and there's no water. And uh, we don't have any bottles of water here, and we're not happy with you. In fact, we're so mad at you, we're going to, like, throw stuff at you, okay? And then Moses turns to God and says, come on, this is—help me out here. And then Moses strikes the rock, and what, where does the water— Water comes out of the rock. <laughs> you have to just love— Water comes out of a rock. If you really want to understand how in-depth that is— The next time you're outside without carrying anything, bend down and pick up a rock and look at it and go, where's the water spigot? Okay, because that's what God did. But the thing that really, really pushes this is Moses called the place Masa or Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord, something you and I have got to stop doing, testing God like he's going to let us keep doing that. That ain't going to happen. And they were saying, is the Lord among us or not? And that, my friends, is the ultimate question to answer for you, for me, and for all of us in these circumstances. In every situation, whether it feels desperate or not, there's a critical question that has to be asked and answered. Is the Lord among you or not? Is the Lord for you or not? Is the Lord committed to you or not? Is this a game? Is this a reality? Is this a fantasy? Or are you operating in the realness of faith, believing that God actually cares about how you're doing. And many of us function in Christianity like it's a nice, we've said this before, a nice add-on for our Americanism. Hey, that's enough. You either believe the Lord is among you or not. Is he among you? Yes or no? And if the answer is yes, then one can assume or one can stand in faith 
that his goodness and his provision are there with him. Okay? All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind destroying everyone and everything we fight keeps the hungry giant. Moving is hard. It's a moment that everyone dreads. But wait, there's an answer. Jesus can help. And for the moving parts, Men of God Moving is there for you. Men of God Moving is a full-service Christian moving company that is locally owned and operated, serving the entire Dallas and Fort Worth area. Men of God Moving helps with homes, apartments, offices, long and short distance relocations, and so much more. They offer packing and unpacking services, loading and unloading, assembling and disassembling, plus many other helpful services. Tell them you heard it on the David Spoon Experience and receive a substantial discount. Substantial means a whole bunch. Call them at 817-707-7672 or go to their website, menofgodmoving.com. That's menofgodmoving.com. And check them out on Facebook. The Lord's Word says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men. Ephesians 6, 7. Allow Men of God Moving the privilege of serving you. And listen to Johnny Hill, the owner, often on the David Spoon Experience. To hear his testimony, reach out to Men of God Moving. Johnny's testimony will move you. God bless. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Do you know how you keep going? Do you know how you keep putting one foot in front of the other? Do you know how you don't give up? Do you know how you don't quit even though you want to quit? You fix your eyes on Jesus. You see with God. When Peter went out of that boat and stepped on that water, there is no natural principle in the world, in, in, in any normal universe, that would allow Peter to walk on water. But he did one thing well. He looked at Jesus. And as he was looking at Jesus, the Bible says he walked on the water. He looked at his situation just focusing at Jesus. Then he took his eyes off of Jesus, and he saw the winds and the waves, and he sank. He lost the correct attitude when he stopped seeing with Jesus in the picture. Whatever you see, whatever you face, whatever you encounter, do not see it or face it in the natural. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So everything you see, you must insert the picture of Jesus. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMEN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Now, even though I gave everybody a hard time in the earlier segment <laughs> by telling you, look, you got to answer the question, is the Lord among us or not? 
That is a question that needs to be answered as we approach 2022. Is he with you or not? Is he among you or not? Yes or no? In lieu of that, it doesn't matter what you see. We've talked about this yesterday at length. It doesn't matter what you see. You must stay focused on the Lord. We're not even going to apologize for telling you that there's bad news coming and worse news coming, but... A man who's got his eyes, a woman who has her heart steadfast on the Lord is not moved by bad news because of their trust in God. Just read Psalm chapter 112, verse 7 to get that verified and for you to help you understand. Okay, here's your first trivia question. Who was Saul's son who befriended David? Who was Saul's son who befriended David? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. And was there another way to do it? You can send a paper airplane that probably won't get here, or you can go out your front door and scream as loud as you can. That probably won't get through the studio either. I will say that Al was the first one to strike early. Good job, Al. Uh, We're going to get ready to get into our other teaching, but I want to make sure you understand that we want to operate in DNA. We don't want to ever miss our DNA process. It's what we're built on. It's what we're made of. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily, which means every day that ends in Y should be a day you're spending with the Lord. Okay? That'll help that. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me and my words, I'll be ashamed of you before the Father. Yeah, don't do that. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that our life is not focused just on ourselves. I know it's hard. I know when you get up in the morning, you're not thinking about other things yet because you're still trying to wake up. Forgiveness is in the blood, but waking up sometimes in the coffee. We know. We know how that goes. But once you get yourself going, once you get your brain going, keep in mind that God has mission and plan for you throughout the day and being a vessel of his grace and his mercy and communicating that to others is how he wants us to live. That's our DNA. Draw closer to the Lord daily, D, and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words, and A, always be ready to serve. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Audrey. Hi, Audrey. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so happy that I don't have a brace on my leg. I just, I, it's hard to say how happy I am that I am braceless. <laughs> oh, well, that's wonderful. Wonderful for you. You're going into 2022 with no bracelet on your leg. That's exactly right. I'm just like so excited. It's like this year's, no matter what happens, it's already better. <laughs> well, good. Well, that's, gonna, that's a good sign that you're going to have an awesome 2022 year. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to take that, receive that, and own that. I love it. All right. You ready for this? <laughs> you're so You're so welcome. The answer to your question is Jonathan, but I have a question for you also. Okay, let me give you your props on your answer. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. On Jonathan. Excellent job. Excellent there. And what question do you have for me? Now, Saul uh, had another son, too, other than Jonathan, correct? Yeah, he actually had multiple sons. That's correct. He had more than two. Because I couldn't remember it. 
remember the other son's name. But I knew, I, I know about Jonathan because David and Jonathan was really best, uh, what we call BFF. Yes, correct, so, uh, he, correct, <laughs> correct. So I couldn't remember the other son's name. So I was just wondering, uh, do you remember what was his name again? Yeah, I don't. You know, the worst part about me, I, you, you'll just find this out. So and you'll want, if you've ever listened to the show at length, Whenever I go over names when I'm reading them in the Bible, if you if you watch, I go really fast or I I I make it so you're like going, What? <laughs> because <laughs> names is my worst. It's just I don't know what it is. It's like, you know, geography in high school or something. It's like where? I don't know. And it's like well, I, I'm really bad. Well but that's so, okay. You're you're very smart about other things. So if you don't remember names, that's okay because you make up in other areas. Well so that is right. so sweet of you, and I will send you the twenty dollars before the show is over. That was very nice of you to say. <laughs> right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for being a blessing to everyone that's uh, out here in Radio Land. Thank you. God bless you. Have a fantastic twenty twenty. Thank okay. you. I received that. Thank you. Yes. Bye. Amen. Bye bye. Excellent. All right. Excellent. All right. Now, all right. We did that. We did that. We're rolling, right? We got that done. Rolling. Now, I told you and I warned you. Okay. All right. I warned. Did I? I warned people. I tell people ahead of time. Ding, ding, dingy kind of thing. All right. All right. All right. Now. All right. Okay. <laughs> We're getting some answers, but they're they're not necessarily correct. I'll get to that in a second. I told you that in this year, 2022, I'm going to talk about giving more. Didn't I? I did say that. And I'm not going to do it as apologetically. Now, it doesn't mean when I talk about giving, you have to give. Like in the sense of I'm saying, you you must give. I will send you an anointed Bible. <laughs> so unbelievable that people do that. Or I will send you a special coin. Oh, yeah, sure. Or I will send you this or send you that. I will send you a receipt as soon as I get done adding up all the information, and you will get it via email unless you need it in paper. <laughs> that's how that's going to go. But what you do when you do give is you invest in the kingdom of God, and even myself included, you can't give like God is a bill. Okay, I just, you got to get out of that. I got to get out. Of, we got to get out. of that. I don't care if you're operating in 10%. Some people say, well, I want to do 12% or some people say I want to do 5%. Some people say I just want to go with the flow. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. I'm so okay with that. As long as you're doing it unto the Lord, that's the most important thing. And Romans 8.14 says those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. And one element in that is cheerful giving. The one thing that, and the reason I say don't treat your giving like it's a bill is because the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And I have been to a church, I am not teasing at all, in Temecula, California, when they did the offering, the people stood up, people stood up on the side, started blowing trumpets, and then they started dancing, and they brought the offering. That is cheerful giving. <laughs> that is it's beyond my scope. Okay, so here's the thing. The thing is, when Noel and I do our giving, we do it in unity. We just make sure that we're in agreement. What do you, I'll say, I think this is really important. Let's go in this direction. She'll go, okay, and then I'll say, what do you think is important? She'll pick a direction, and we do it that way, trying to be uh, as led by the Lord as you can be. But what I do want to say is there's no leftover giving allowed for God. You don't give God your leftovers— because leftovers is something God never gives you. 
Malachi 1, 6 through 9, the Lord of heaven's armies say to the priest, a son honors his father, a servant respects his master. If I am your father and master, where's the honor and respect I deserve? You've shown contempt for my name. But you ask, how have we shown contempt for your name? You've shown contempt by offering defiled sacrifices on my altar. Then you ask, how did we defile the sacrifices? You can see what's going on here, right? You defiled them by saying the altar of the Lord deserves no respect. When you give blind animals a sacrifice, isn't that wrong? Isn't it wrong to offer animals that are crippled and diseased? Try giving gifts like that to your governor and see how pleased he is, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Go ahead. Beg God to be merciful to you, but when you bring that kind of offering, this is the scripture, why should he show you any favor at all, asks the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole premise in that is, you don't give God, oh, I can spare this. There you go, God. Have a fiver. <laughs> it's like, let me explain something to you. If God did that to you, you'd be going to hell. Okay? Is that, is that I, can't, I can't say that any clearer. I mean, I really want everybody to have an in-tune giving attitude. You go into this year, great. You know what? Be open, y'all. We always encourage taking care of home church first, but then be led by the Lord, whether it's this ministry or any other ministry. Be a giver because God is a giver. Well, how do you know God's a giver, Dave? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, tells you. Oh, yeah, God's a giver. Okay. John 3, 16. We'll just leave it right there. The point I'm trying to make, though, is when you give, be led. Be filled with joy. The Lord has given you breath and life and everything in capacity. He's given everything unto you. Give back to him. Awesome. Here, maybe. Maybe if the Lord leads you to do that or somewhere else. Be a giver because you need to be a giver. One of the things that we tend to do one of our little thingies is we think that the junior high and, and high school ministries, you know, they're important, but they're more important than people think because, man, those years are formative. And, you know, I just encourage that because I just think it's a good thing. You want those teachers and those people to have everything they need, all the tools and the equipment they need to do and to be and to accomplish whatever it is that they can before the Lord and teach those kids that so that those kids raise up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Not just when they're one or two, but when they're 13 and 14 is what we're talking about. So here's what I'm going to say and keep it super simple. As we go into 2022, be led by the Spirit in your giving. Be unified. Have a cheerful heart. And don't give leftovers. Okay? Nobody, most specifically God, is impressed when you give leftovers, not that I don't like leftover food, I'm not saying that, but to God, you give your firstest and your bestest, because that's what he does for you by giving you himselfeth. Get it? All right. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, top of the hour, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. You think it's bad like this? My wife has to put up with this every day. So she has learned to completely tune me out. And then I'll say something. I'll say, did you hear me say that? And she goes, no, I, I, I just heard you talking. <laughs> That's Jesus. That's right. I love you, honey. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out.